And I want to uh, read some tonight from chapter four as well um, as we conclude the series of messages that we are going to be doing here or that we have been doing, I should say, here um, for both churches. I, I want tonight um, to uh, do my best by the spirit of the Lord uh, to wrap this up. Uh, hopefully I can do that. If not, amen, we have time. Amen. I want to make sure that we do whatever we need to do to have the church of the living God grounded in the place that he would have it to be. Father, I honor you and praise you for this moment in time. I thank you for another day that you've made and one that we have purposed that we are going to rejoice and be glad in. We ask that you would have your way, speak to the hearts and minds of your people. And we know that as you speak to us tonight, as we receive what thus saith the Lord, our lives will never be the same. Breathe on us, O breath of God. Fill us with your life anew that we might say the things that thou would have us to say and do the things that please you. We honor you now. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. Uh, so tonight what we want to do, um, I'm going to uh, skip a little bit as we're reading, but just to get the gist and bring everything together tonight, let me start here in 3, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Uh, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Janus and Jambres, which withstood Moses, uh, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be made manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecution, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and uh, at Iconium, uh, at Lystra, and what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But thou, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished 
unto all good works. I charge thee therefore, we're in four in one, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant, out of season, uh, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. We thank God for the reading of his word. I want tonight to uh, talk about pleasing God in perilous times, and I want to uh, lift up what is this fifth message of pleasing God in perilous times. Uh, tonight, as we come before you, just by way of review, I'm going to say a few things and hopefully bring all of these teachings together. But as we come tonight, uh, we have here Paul talking to his spiritual son, Timothy, in the ministry. He, he's talking to him because Timothy has moved into the regions of Ephesus and has a work that he is going to be doing. Paul wants to make sure that while Timothy is in the regions of Ephesus, that he is being a sound representative of the Lord Jesus. And so it is out of the spirit that the Apostle Paul uh, leaves this message, these words of this letter, uh, what we have called pastoral epistles uh, to his son in the ministry, Timothy. Uh, in particular, as we come to this third chapter of the book of 2 Timothy, Paul wants to talk to his son Timothy about what he is to expect in the last days. Uh, we talked about the last days. We have been uh, declaring this over the last few weeks, and we want to make sure that the people of God understand that Paul, even in the moment in which he spoke, knew that they were living in the last days, for the last days reflect the church age. Uh, it is uh, known as we look at second, uh, uh, as at the second chapter of the book of Acts, when the Spirit of God manifests greatly on the day of Pentecost, and they are trying to figure out what is going on. The Bible says that the Apostle Peter uh, prophetically says this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that in the last days, uh, saith the Lord, that he would pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. And so we are living in the last days. Uh, this is important because Paul wants to tell his son Timothy, in the, uh, his son in the ministry, Timothy, of, of, of what the last days would look like because the truth of the matter is that God always wants his people to be properly informed. Uh, as you read through the scriptures, you will find that God will not have his people to be ignorant. He wants them to be informed. See, when you know the truth, you will be able to respond as times get trying. See, Satan wants us ignorant, but God wants us informed. Satan knows 
that when we operate in ignorance, he can take advantage of us. Come on here. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Uh, knowing the truth can keep the adversary from taking advantage of us. Perilous times would be upon the earth, and Paul wants Timothy to know this. Uh, uh, I told you uh, in, in weeks past and gone that uh, when we talk about this word know here in the Greek, it is to know and to continue to know. So it is to know and keep on knowing. It is to know it, not to know it, and then forget about it, but to know it and keep it committed to your me memory. It is to know and and to emphatically know. It is an imperative in the Greek. So it is not only to know, it is that you are commanded to know this. Paul wants Timothy to know this and to know it quite well. What does he want him to know? He wants him to know that in the last days, that times of peril, times of treachery, times of danger, times that would be characterized by fierceness, would come upon the earth. So this is important here. He wants Timothy informed that perilous times would be uh, here at the end time. Times would become more treacherous, wicked, and fierce. And I don't know whether you're looking at your news. You can see this playing out in real time. We are living in the last days. The world is in a mess and it seems like uh, the more there are cries for justice and the more there are cries for things to come in order, it seems that the world gets more wicked. Isn't it amazing how you can look at your TV and even as we're here in 2021, you got movements going on in states, uh, in these United States uh, to keep black and brown people uh, from being able to go out and to vote with ease. Here we are in 2021, we see wickedness on display. Well, I want you to know that as you look at it, you see that wickedness is on display in the world. Paul wants Timothy to know this because those who are ruled by Satan's system are going to keep sinking deeper in sin. See, see the picture that scripture gives is that the world is on a destructive course and it will sink deeper and deeper into places of darkness. Those whom Satan will rule or whom Satan rules will never be lovers of righteousness. That's what you see going on. Come on, because those who the, the, the devil will rule will never be lovers of righteousness. But now Paul wants to talk to Timothy because no matter what is going on in the culture, it should not stop the church from moving forward in Christ. Oh, come on here. We are the called out ones. Though we are in the world, we are not of the world. We are of a different kind. We operate by a different principle. We are led by a different spirit. So the church then in 
the face of all that is going on is called to stand up and be counted. The church is called to walk in power, even in the face of perilous times. See, there is a grace on God's church to prosper in perilous times. See, see, I want you to get this because, you know, sometimes we look at the world and when we look at the world, we start backing up as the church. But I want you to understand that the church of the living God does not back up because the world is in a bad place. I need you to understand that we, the people of God, have been given a grace to prosper in perilous times. See, the church is called to flow with the spirit of God and not with the spirit of the age. I need you to get this by the spirit tonight. I said the church is called to flow with the spirit of God and not the spirit of the age. What do you mean, pastor, the spirit of the age? It characterizes the belief system of the world, the belief system of those who are not followers of the Lord Jesus. Uh, come on, everything uh, that they are believing and hanging to, uh, hoping without God. Come on here, all of these man-made works, come on here, without prayer, without faith, without believing in what thus saith the Lord, the spirit of the age is alive and well. The spirit of the age vastly opposes God's agenda. That's why you see that there in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. The, the, the age, the spirit of the age vastly opposes God's agenda. Thus the saints of God are not called to follow the spirit of the age. We are called to comply with God's agenda. God's church then must follow God's word, not the guidance of this world. Christ's followers are to be in sync with him and not with the culture. Now, now I know this is foreign because um, there is in the world a, a, a mixing and emerging. But I want you to understand that God's way is a righteous way. God's way is a holy way. And you can't mix God's way with every other way. God's way is a superior way. And those that walk in the way of the Lord will win in life. I need somebody to give him praise right there. We please the Lord in perilous time when we continue to walk according to his ways. So Christ's followers then are not to be in sync with the culture. Come on here. We are to be followers of him. Come on. We follow Christ and not the culture. Our lives should be aligned with the anointed one and not with the adversary. So as the world then is spiraling deeper and deeper in sin, the only safe place that can be found is in the Savior. Yeah, I said as the world continues to spiral deeper in sin, the only safe place that can be found is in the Savior. I love that because when I think about that, it causes my mind uh, to reflect upon Psalm 46. The Lord is my refuge and strength of every present help in trouble even when all of the chaos is going on in the world come on the savior is the safe place for the saints I want you to hear me tonight that the spirit of the age wants to 
pull you in but we need to understand that we are to be followers of the spirit of God we are not aligned with the adversary we align with the anointed one as, as the world then continues to grow deeper in sin we must run to the savior as evil invades the land the only sure foundation is in the Lord as followers of the Lord Jesus then we are called to be the light of the world I love that in Matthew as he continues to talk to us on the great sermon on the mount he talks to us of the importance of being the light of the world we the saints of God should make our surroundings a better place saints of God are to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth when 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 the the real church shines she can draw people from the world unto the savior D did you hear me here i said the saints of god are called to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth and when the real church shines she can draw people out of the world and unto the savior See, this is why the devil doesn't want us to know who we are in God. We are a peculiar people. We are God's own special people. And so when the saints of God begin to shine, we can then draw people to the Savior. See, see when the saints of God shine, they can show sinners the Savior. See, see, the church is anointed to evangelize even in the face of evil. The world is wicked come on so much is going on I'm telling you things that you have not heard of in your lifetime are taking place now and I'm telling you they are frequently taking place but I want you to know that even in the face of evil, the church is anointed to evangelize. As the world grows more wicked, the church is called to be a witness. Come on. This is important here. This is no time for the saints to be deceived. But it is high time for us to be different. Come on, too, too many saints are being deceived and not enough saints are being different as we are called to be. But this is no time to be wallowing in uh, deception. This is the hour to be making a difference. There should be a distinct difference between the church and the culture, between uh, those that walk with God and those that walk with the wicked one. Because see, there is no agreement come on here with 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 the world there is no agreement with the evil one because there is no agreement saints refuse to align with the world's system so so you you cannot win a world that you're walking just like I just said something there I said you cannot win a world that you're walking just like see we we have permitted there to be among us an off-brand of Christianity that's not truly biblically uh, uh, Christian at all. Come on here. Uh, we have created a, a Christianity where you don't have to come out of nothing. Oh, come on here. But there ought to be a difference between them who name the name of Christ and them who make no claims of him. You cannot win a world that you're walking just like.
That is why the Bible is clear. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. See, our lives ought to testify that we are walking with the Lord. God wants every part of our life to testify that he is leading our way. We are not called to tolerate the devil. We have been chosen to make disciples. And when our light shines unhindered, sinners can find their way home. Oh, come on here. What is it that sinners get to see if somebody's not showing them the same? Oh, come on here. Saints of God should not be showing sinners the same thing they're doing. Saints of God should be showing sinners the Savior. Come on now. Uh, this is then uh, something that you have to think about. For the Bible is right. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Oh, come on here. Can you really claim Christ if nothing has changed? Well, uh, the church then is chosen to be the light even when the world is spiraling into a lower place. This is something here because the church is chosen to prevail even as times become more perilous. Now, uh, I, I preach these kind of things and I get them out there to you because one day I will stand before the Lord and give an account for my assignment. Oh, come on here. You won't listen to me and say you don't know. You won't listen to me and say you didn't hear. Come on here. All you can say is I chose not to do it. You will not be able to say I didn't hear it. Come on. The, the, the church is chosen to uh, prevail in times of peril. God's church is not a wimpy church. It's a winning church. Even when you, even as we walk with Christ, we've got to understand we are not to have a wimpy walk. Come on, when you walk with Christ, you are anointed to conquer. This is no time for saints to be collapsing. It is time for us to rise up and start conquering. Saints are not just called to be under, uh, taken under by the world. We are called to keep overcoming through the word. I, I need you to get this. I said saints are not called to be taken under by the world. We are called to keep overcoming through the word. See, see, we are the sons of God through Christ Jesus, our Savior. And the sons of God have been given a grace to overcome Satan. Jesus says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I know there's a whole lot of talking about the church and what she's not and this and that and the other thing. But let me tell you, the real church is anointed to prevail. Oh, come on here. This is bigger than a building. I'm talking about them that have really been blood washed. Them that really name the name of Christ. Come on here and walk for him and obey his commandments. I'm talking about the real church. And the words of Jesus give hope to the real church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, the church, the real saints have been anointed to succeed. I need somebody to get that right there. I said the real church 
church has been anointed to succeed and although the church may be shaken we've been anointed not to shatter although the church may be shaken we will not shatter no the church come on here has not been called to shatter it's been chosen to shine I need you to get this here. Oh, yes, I would be most worried about the church had not it been for the words of Jesus. I'm so glad that the church does not belong to me, but it belongs to him. And I take confidence in what the Lord has said, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. She may be attacked, but the very best that hell has got to offer cannot defeat them who've been blood washed. I need somebody to get that and give God a praise right there I said we've not been anointed to shatter we've been anointed to shine come on and give him praise right there oh yeah there'll be many that will fall away from the faith but the real church will keep moving forward come on here you tell them come on here I know there's a lot of talk going on about the church but you tell them God has placed an anointing on her to succeed and the church triumphant is alive and well I said the church triumphant is alive and well. So the end times then will reveal to us clear sides. Come on. Those who are riding the fence have chosen a side. Because a friend of the world is an enemy to God. Come on, I'm just talking Bible here now. Just straight out Bible. Come on, so 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 this is it here. Uh, uh, that, that the end times will reveal those who are on the Lord's side and those who are not. The true church will emerge in power and the world will grow deeper in peril. While the world is getting more gloomy, the church should be becoming more glorious. As the world is becoming uh, more perilous, the church should becoming, be becoming more perfected. While the world is growing in darkness, the, the, the saints should be growing in dedication to God. We have been speaking over the last few weeks about the signs of the end times and I want to quickly run through these things with you uh, as we uh, attempt to wrap this up tonight. So, so he says to Timothy, I want you to watch out because there are going to be a lot of things that are happening in the last times. Uh, men shall be lovers of their own selves. We talked about that self-lovers, covetous, uh, 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 boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. They would be unthankful, unholy. They would not have natural affection. You would have family members that don't like each other. Come on and act like arch enemies. Come on, truce breakers, people who don't honor covenant. You would have false accusers, people that would lie. Come on and think nothing of it in continent of uh, fierce they would uh, people that would despise those that do the right thing despisers of good traitors heavy high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God he said all of these things would characterize the end time. Now, why would Paul have Timothy to hear these things? Why would Paul write these things to his son Timothy? Because he wants him to know that not only will these things try to invade the world, they will try uh, to invade the 
church. Come on here. And you know, sometimes God tells us what's coming so that we can know what we should not become. Come on here. This is important because he said this will be the spirit of the age. But, but I'm telling you this because I want you to look at these things and make sure that what you're seeing here is not manifesting in your own behavior. This is important here because he said the end times would come. And then he says this, uh, uh, because uh, there, there are all these things that are listed in, 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 in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. But then, verse 5, he hits us with something else. So, so, so he says in, in verses uh, 1 through uh, 4, he says, there are going to be all kinds of things that come. You're going to see a great deal of selfishness. You're going to see a great deal of disobedience. You, you're going to see the world with an attitude Get all you can, can all you get. Come on here. They're they going to be unthankful, unholy. There's going to be there's going to be a disregard for the sacred, a disregard for the holy. People are going to walk around like they're entitled, like God owes them something. They will be ungrateful and unthankful uh, without natural affection. Friends, people who used to be friends will all of a sudden start cutting people off over nothing. Come on here. That, that will... There will be no uh, uh, love among family and friends like there used to be. Then we will see false accusers. Liars will begin to gather. Come on here and, and speak lies and deception in the last day. You're going to see the incontinent. Those uh, uh, who act like they have a license to do evil. Then you're going to see the despisers of those that are good. Those who are fierce, who are savage. Come on here. Who, who, who engage in evil and are entertained by it. It's a shame when you do evil and find it entertaining. Come on here. He said but that's what you will see. Then there will be those who hate on those who try to please the Father. Who try to do what is right. Who try to stand up for justice. Those will be the ones that you see them criticizing. Then he said watch them. They'll be traitors turncoats uh, they will be heady and high minded you won't be able to tell them anything they'll know everything Come on, they'll love pleasures more than they love God. Now, don't get that wrong. It doesn't say they don't have a claim to love God. They'll just love pleasures more. They'll set God's stuff to the side when, when, uh, when they're given an opportunity for some pleasure. So this is it here. And then he says this. There will be among us some who have a form of godliness. They, they will have a pattern of godliness, but they will deny the real power that makes them godly. So, so, so he says, in the last day, there would be an increase of uh, uh, false and even uh, especially among leadership there would be an increase of false leaders look at this they, they, they would uh, have a form of godliness but uh, he said they would deny the real power which means they would be actors imposters come on here that there would be an increase of imposters in the last day 
they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power that characterizes true godliness. They will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power that can really make one godly. What power would that be? The power of the Holy Spirit and the word of God bring about true godliness. And he said, you will see people that they will have a form, but they have no real honor for God's word and they have no real honor for his spirit. That there in the last days would be an emergence of very polished performers who pose as real preachers. Look at this. People who know the ins and outs of church, but they don't know Christ. Come on. Now, that's a shame. It's one thing to be lost. It's another thing to be lost in the house. See, see, there is a vast difference between knowing church and knowing Christ. Come on. There's a vast difference between quoting scripture and living scripture. Come on here. A good act does not equal a genuine anointing. I said a good act does not equal a genuine anointing. Come on. They know all of the religious language, but they don't know the Lord. What good is it to know religious language and don't know the Lord? Come on. These people are here among us. They, they, they will try to present themselves as true gospel preachers when they're actually nothing more than pulpit performers. Look at this. Satan is a master counterfeiter. Now, now this is why he says you got to watch out in the last days because they would come and they would make their way among the ranks of the church. They would come among us, but they would not really be of us. Come on here. I said a Satan is a master counterfeiter. Oh, come on here. See, see, you have to put on when you don't possess real power. Come on here. Why are they performing? You have to perform when you don't have real power. Oh, come on here. But can I tell you that performance will never accomplish what real power can. See, see, this is something here. He, he said they will have a form of godliness. Look at this. But look at what he says here. For, for uh, this is in verse 6 here of chapter 3. For of uh, this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Look at this. So he says this, not, not, not only will they be imposters and actors, he, he, says, he says this, they, they, they will have ministry titles but terrible motives. Come on. Because see, this is what it all boils down to. What is the motive? Come on here. Th th there's a difference between being weak and being wicked. Oh, come on here. See, see, because, see, wickedness uh, has a theme about it that you want to bring harm. Come on here. Weak folk need help. Come on here. But wicked folk come to do harm. They already have a motive in place. They already have somebody that they're going to prey on. So, so, look at what he said here. They, they, they have titles, but they, uh, they have ministry titles, but they have terrible motives. Come on here. 
So, so that everybody with the ministry title does not have a pure motive. He says this, uh, they uh, go into houses, lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with, with diverse lusts, different kinds of of lust. So not only will they come and be imposters, not only will they have impure motives, but they'll have loose morals. Come on. This, this is something because they'll have loose morals and they'll look for the gullible. Come on here. See, see some, some of these people are more perverted than they are powerful. Those who walk with the Lord are to demonstrate it in the way we live. Come on here. So, so how are you going to claim to be God's minister and you have no morals? Look at this. They, they will do anything. They'll drop by houses. Come on here. Th what they do in church becomes an act because it's not their real life. Oh, come on here. What are they doing through the week? Come on, where are their drop-off stops? Oh, come on here. They are scheduled to be in church on Sunday, but, but they are not in Christ any day of the week. Come on, this is something here. I need you to get this. I know this is hard to swallow, but I need y'all to hear it because I want to make sure those who are following this ministry see the Lord Jesus and that as the days begin to come, you won't be among those who are carried away in this mess. Come on here. Come on. See, I, what you know the Lord has sent me to do is to, is to wherever he's planted me, come on here, to, to, to build a solid people, a people that's not slipping, a people that's not unstable, a people who are steadfast. Oh, come on here. Because Satan can't easily overtake steadfast saints. Oh, come on here. And saints become steadfast when they're grounded in truth. See, this is important here. So he says, he says they will uh, have all kinds of stuff going on. You know, this is a day where you got to be careful because he says here, in particular, you will see those who are operating in sexual perversions and have no trouble with it. Look at this. They just go around from house to house looking for silly people. Come on, people. Silly saints, I should say, because it's not just women. Come on here. Looking for people who are not steadfast. Looking for people who are gullible. Come on. So, so he says this, uh, that they will be a people of loose morals. Come on. How many of you know that God, uh, God does not anoint leaders to take advantage of people? Come on, I just said something there. I said God does not anoint leaders to take advantage of people. God does not send anyone to the pulpit to pray on his people. P-R-E-Y. God does not send anybody to the pulpit to pray on his people. Come on. So, so this is it. Everybody's talking about a five-fold ministry, five-fold ministry. I believe in the five-fold ministry. Let me tell you some stuff about the five-fold ministry. The five-fold ministry that God sends is to perfect, perfect his people, not to pervert them. Come on here. I said it last week. The five-fold ministry should perfect the people of God, not pimp them. This is something here. Too much stuff going on in the name of God and we're too silent about it. 
Come on here. Some of this stuff only prevails in the ranks of the church because those who should be speaking out have become mealy mouthed. And what we've got to do is to say that these kinds of things do not characterize the true, true church. Come on here. And don't let the world tell you that there's nobody living for the Lord. There are leaders who are living holy. There are leaders who want to help you. There are leaders who God has anointed to be a blessing to your life. Everybody's not out to get you but he wants you to watch out for them who are come on too much stuff going on so so he says this uh that, that they would have a form of godliness but they would deny the power thereof but watch them because i don't care what kind of message they bring their morality will always be low come on got great pulpit personality but when they get out of that pulpit will do anything come on here Come on, you big ministry, low morals. God ain't in that. So this is a, so, so, so it says this, they, 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 the problem is that they have a motive to harm. Come on, people uh, um, that, that, that are uh, not walking in the ways of God. Now, I need you to get this because Jesus said in Matthew 7 and 16, you will know them by their fruit. You've got to be careful because they're wolves who are dressed up in sheep suits. Look at this. So, so he, he wants you to be careful. People uh, who are out here to prey on you. Come on, that's not everybody, but they're here. And saints must be vigilant. Uh, so, so this is it. When you're operating in the five-fold ministry, people should expect maturity out of you. Come on here. Why run to the five-fold ministry and you, don't, you are not walking in maturity? Come on here. Because the thing is, the five-fold ministry is to bring people to maturity in Christ. And how will you bring people to maturity in Christ and you are not mature? Come on here. So maturity does matter in the five-fold ministry. Let me say that again. Maturity does matter within the five-fold ministry. You can't lead people, uh, uh, you can't lead the body to perfection in Christ if you are still petty. Come on here. So you can't grow mature people and you're immature. So this is important here. This is why I'm trying to tell y'all, come on, your leadership doesn't, doesn't need to be popular, but can they help perfect you? Come on here. Truth is what transforms. Come on. So, so people, many of these people are always talking about a deliverance ministry. So look at what he said here. They're like Janice and Jambres who withstood Moses. Come on here. And, and, but they always uh, resist the truth. Now, you remember Janice and Jambres. I've been talking about them the last few weeks. When Moses came and stood in front of Pharaoh and, and, and told him that God said, let my people go. Pharaoh said to Moses, now how can I know that God spoke to you? And Moses dropped his rod on the ground and the rod
God turned into a serpent. And Pharaoh said, wait a minute. I got two boys here. Let me see what they can do. Come on here. And when Pharaoh called his magicians, he called these magicians Janus and Jambres, according to Jewish history. So he calls them up and they drop their, they drop their uh, rods on the ground. And guess what? Their rods turn into serpents. Now, now you see the difference here. You got Moses who's operating by the power of God, but you got Janice and Jambres who are operating according to lying wonders. Come on here. See, you got to understand the difference. Come on here. But everybody that's doing stuff that seems to be amazing is not doing it by the power of God. Jesus said that there would be in the last days an increase of lying wonders. Come on, lying signs and wonders in, uh, to deceive the people. Now, now, why do you say this, preacher? Because see, the devil, Satan himself, will appear as an apostle of righteousness, as an apostle of light, so that he can bring deception upon them who have been anointed to do the will of God. I need you to get this. Come on here. He said, watch them because many of them are always talking about a deliverance ministry. They're walking in deception but claim to be walking in deliverance at the same time. But the truth is you can walk in deception and deliverance too. You got to make a choice. So he says, this is what's going to be in the last days. Now, now I need you to get this because Jesus talks about this. He talks about this in Matthew 7. Because you said, Pastor, you know, how in the world could, could, could this be? But, but look at what Jesus says here in uh, Matthew 7. He says this in 7 uh, and 21. He, oh, let's look at 20. Uh, uh, oh, I'll tell you, man, this is so good. Let's look at 18. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Come on here. You can't be a good tree and bring forth evil fruit. Come on here. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Jesus says in 7 and 20, wherefore by their fruit shall, shall you know them. And then he says this, not everyone, verse 21, Matthew 7 and 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven 22 many will say to me in that day Lord Lord have not we prophesied in your name you mean to tell me they prophesying come on here putting on but still prophesying Look at this. He said, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, have not we prophesied in your name? And then, watch this. Here's the deliverance ministry. And in thy name have we cast out devils. And in thy name have we done many wonderful works. Look at them wonders. Look at this. And then 23 said this. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Now that's something. You, wait, wait a minute. You never knew me? Maybe you forgot my name. No, I never knew you. You did all of that, but you didn't know me. Come on. That, that you did all of that running and had no relationship. What, what is the use of doing all that running and have no real relationship with God? Look at this. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. See, God does not forget those who are his. It's not that he, he knew them and forgot about them or knew them and their names somehow got misplaced on the list. 
He said, I never knew you. And then he says this, you, you that work iniquity. Come on here. So, so this is important here that, that, that we got to be careful because uh, many of these people will talk about a, a deliverance ministry. But they would be like Moses's uh, or like the, the magicians that challenge Moses. Oh, come on here. Some of these people will work lying wonders, but they don't know the Lord. Many will come on that day, Jesus says, and you got to watch out. You watch them because you know them by their fruit. Come on here. You, you don't need uh, um, to, to, to go around claiming that you got a deliverance ministry and you've not been delivered. Come on here. So, so this is important here. That, that, that some of the main ones doing the wickedness. I see this all the time. Some of the main ones doing the wickedness have the audacity to call somebody else a witch or a warlock. Come on. Some of the main folks tricking folks try to throw that stuff off on other people. Come on here. You know this is it. He says, Jesus uh, uh, says, you shall know them by their fruit. And then this is it here. He says uh, here that, uh, that, that, that they would come. He says, but they're going to come to an end. Look at what he says here in verse 9. But they shall proceed no further, for their follies shall be made manifest to men, just like Janus and Jambres. Come on, I need you to get this. God says it's coming to an end. Everyone who intentionally deceives God's people will have their day with God. When you intentionally harm God's people, there's a price to pay. Come on here. If your only motive is to perform, join the circus and leave church leadership alone. Come on here. Because God takes no delight in evildoers. Come on here. If, if you want to run game, back away from the people of God. Come on here. God ain't playing. God will deal with those who intentionally try to deceive his people. It's a serious matter to mess over God's people. See, see I need you to get this. So then he says this, but, but not only will there be uh, imposters uh, among leadership, he says here in, um, in, in, in chapter 4, I wanna, I wanna, I'm skipping a little bit because I'm, I'm going to close this. But, but, but uh, in chapter 4, uh, he says this. He says um, in verse 3, for the time will come they will not endure sound doctrine. The time will come that there will be people who are in the church who don't want to put up with sound doctrine. They don't want to abide by what is sound. Come on. He said, uh, he said the, the, the day is coming that they're not going to just be uh, 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 imposters among the leadership. They're going to be imposters claiming to be saints. Come on here. They're not going to just be imposters in the pulpit. They're going to be imposters in the pew. Now, I'm not talking about people who got weakness. and co People come to church and are seeking deliverance, and that's a good thing. Come on here. I'm talking about people who hang in church who don't want to get free. Come on. He said, there will be those who come in among us who, who, who like church, but they don't want to live for Christ. Come on. 
this is a, a new group infiltrating the church. He said, they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't put up with sound teaching. Come on here. See, see, what I'm trying to tell you is that there's some people who are religious, but they have no intention of living righteously. Come on here. See, because religious religion cannot produce a life of righteousness. It takes a relationship with Jesus to do that. So, so this is something here now. Um, what, what is going on here? You mean to say that there will be people that come among the ranks of the church and you know what they'll try to do? They'll try to start a movement within the church to justify the way they want to live. Come on here. But you can't turn, change the word of the Lord to justify the way you want to live. Now, if you want to go out and live nasty, do that. That's your choice because you got to pay for the way you live. Come on here. But what you can't do is try to change the word of God to suit your sins. Oh, come on here. Ain't none of us perfect. I know that. All of us need repentance. I know that. All of us are operating on the grace of God. I know that. But see, what you don't want to do is to find yourself on the wrong side of the word of God. See, this is important here. See, see, that, that they said the time would come where they would not endure sound doctrine. They would be people who talk about, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, but they, they are committed to living jacked up lives. Come on. See, see, you can't be a lover of God and a hater of his word. I just said something strong there. I said, you cannot be a lover of God and a hater of his word. People who love God don't make excuses to keep doing evil. Oh, come on here. That's why I'm telling you, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. I don't want to be around nobody. I'm telling you, lying to make me feel good. Come on, tell me the truth so that I can know what I have to do. Come on here, to please the Lord. So he says this, they will be there and they will be among us, but they will be uh, committed to living the way that they want. Come on. They, 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 they like church, but they don't want change. Come on here. They love worship music. But they don't want to depart from their mess. Come on. They like dressing up, but they don't want to drop the stuff they're doing. They're very religious, but they have no plans of repenting. You know, the thing is, you could get on Facebook and people make you feel good about yourself. But I don't care how many likes you get, it don't change the word of the Lord. Come on here. Some people are, are, are living on likes and they are not living anymore by the word of the Lord. Come on here. I don't care how many people like your sins. Come on here. Because you know what? They like them because they doing it. And they want to make you feel comfortable in your, but sin is still an offense to God. Come on. And this is it. If you need help, ask God for it. All of us do. Come on here. There are things I'm praying and got before the Lord. Come on here. But you know what? I want to be serious with the Savior. Come on here. I 
can't change the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord is supposed to change me. Come on here. So, so this is it. Uh, he says, they then will get their own teachers. They will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So watch this now. When they come to a church that doesn't agree with the way they live, they will go and find their own teachers. They will flock to people who will uh, cloak them in their sins. Look at this. They'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears who will tell them something to tickle their ears. See, see, some people will tell you whatever you want to hear. Come on here so they can get what they want from you. Oh, come on here. But you know what? I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to allow myself to sit under anybody that tells me that God is pleased with sin. Come on here. See, see, this is important here. Some people will say anything to get your seed money. Come on here. Some folk will conjure up a lie for your cash app. But when you are loyal to God, you know what I find out? When you are loyal to God, he'll put, he'll put you on people's heart that'll bless your life. Come on here. You, you, don't have to, you don't have to lie in order to be blessed. Oh, come on here. I, I don't know what's wrong with this group that have come along today. You know, you don't have to lie for your life to be blessed of the Lord. Come on, matter of fact, if you lie, come on here, God takes no delight in that. Come on, lying is not the way to live the real blessed life. So this is important here. This is important. We got to make sure that we sit upon the truth. Tell me the truth. You know what? Sometimes you don't want to hear it. You know, there's some people, I'm telling you what, have you just ever just read something and you had to read it again and you wished it weren't on the pages of scripture? Come on, but you couldn't, you couldn't change it. Come on here. Some of y'all have gotten so mad, you ripped pages out of your Bible. Because you didn't want that to be in there. Lord, have mercy. Come on, Lord, please. You ripped it. Come on here. Tear it out. But it, don't still, it still doesn't change what God said. Come on. And see, this is the thing here. That, that the world will always give you an off-brand of what the Bible teaches. But the Bible says this in Galatians that if, if an angel or any other uh, person comes to you and, and preaches another gospel other than the true word of the Lord, let them be accursed. Let them be eternally cursed. Come on. So that when the word of God has been given to you, you got to abide by it. Come on. I know how it is. Sometimes we want the Bible Amen, praise God, to say what we want it to say. You know, some people like a Bible. You know, uh, they don't want to uh, eat the whole Bible. They like a Bible full of holes, right? So they can drop out and pull back in when they get ready. See, this is it here. Uh, uh, he says this, they will have for themselves teachers. Come on, you, have you ever been wrong? Because see, anybody who really knows the Lord, when you're wrong, you know it. Come on here, because the Holy Ghost will bring you under conviction. Come on here. And, and get this, God's word is never about condemning you. 
Come on here. Come on. As a matter of fact, if somebody loves you and lies to you, come on here, then something's wrong with that picture because the love of God is married to the truth of God. You can't have God's love and ignore his truth. Come on. For the love of God does not rejoice in iniquity. Come on. I said the love of God is married to the truth of God. The reason that I know God loves me is that he sent me away to come out of my sins. God loved me so much that he sent his son so that I wouldn't have to stay in the mess I was in. Come on here. That's the love of God at work. So it says this. Um, they will heed to themselves teachers having itching ears. And so sometimes we try to, um, you know, find people. Because you know, there's always some preacher out there who will say what you want to hear. Everything, everything they practice, and you know what, I'm convinced that some of this stuff that goes on in the, in, 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 in the modern day places that call themselves churches, come on here, stuff that just goes on openly, boldly, right before your eyes, no mistaking about it. Come on here, I'm convinced that some of these, some of these leaders, hallelujah, have made themselves think that this stuff is right. Come on here, but you can't make sin right. So this is important here. If, if, if God sends people to you, help them. Come on, lead them to wholeness. Come on, don't leave the people in deception. Lead them to deliverance. Come on here, true leaders do that, you know. True leaders don't want to see you deceived. They want to see you delivered. Oh, come on here. And you know what? See, now when you start doing what I'm doing, when you start talking this kind of stuff, see, because this cuts against the grain. Because people, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear about you got a new Lexa. Lord, show me a new Lexa. You got a new car. Come on. That ain't no miracle. Come on here. You get your credit straight, you can get your car. Come on here. That ain't no miracle. People don't know the Lord got houses and cars. Come on. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you know him? Do you have a relationship with the Lord? And at the end of the day, when all has been said and done, only that which you have with Christ will have eternal value. Your house will fade. Your money will fade. Everything you got will fade. But a relationship with the Father will not fade. Oh, I'm here to tell you. He says, they'll bring unto themselves teachers having itching ears. Let me tell you something. Be careful who you submit your life to. Always get under people, even if you don't want to hear it. Get under people who love you enough to tell you the truth. Oh, come on here. I believe in a dancing good time. I do believe in that. But I believe in deliverance too. And I believe sometimes you ought to stop dancing long enough to get delivered. You ought to, st you ought to stop running long enough to get right with God. Come on here. So this is something. I believe in running, but I believe in a relationship with Jesus. I believe in dancing, but I believe in deliverance. Come on here. So this is important here. He said, he said, they will heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears. And then this is what he said. They will turn away from the truth unto fables. This is it right here. We're living in a, a day now where even from our pulpits, we are peddling conspiracy. Come on here. And we're, just pre we're to preach Christ, not conspiracy. All this foolishness that goes on. 
You know, and you know, you've seen this. People depart from the faith. They, you know, this is, I'm telling you, characteristic of the last election and what's going on now in the evangelical world. There were people who, who, who were uh, saying that they were following Christ. Come on here. And, and they did everything they could. Amen. Praise God. Not to abide by what Christ teaches. Come on here. So this is it. They, they, they left they left what they claimed was a following of Christ. Come on here to, to subscribe to Trumpism. Come on, you saw that at work? Yes, you did. Come on, some of them were standing by a gold statue of him. Come on here. And what I'm trying to tell you in this last day is that the true people of God must not depart from the word of God. They will turn away from the truth unto fables, myths, and lies, untruth. They will turn to a false gospel, stuff that is not consistent with the Bible, stuff that is not consistent with the real gospel. See, the love of God does not rejoice in iniquity. Come on, I need you to get this. God wants you to know that he has something for you and he never wants you to give yourself over to a lie. God's word has not changed because of the culture. Come on here. Stop trying to change God's word and let God's word change you. See, see, the thing is this. Truth exposes. It exposes. Truth exposes the religious from the righteous. Come on, somebody says, how does it do that? Well, the righteous will maintain an appetite for the truth. Now, that ain't saying that everything you hear, you want to hear. But you know what? I am born again. And when I'm born again, I don't fight the Bible. Come on here. So, so the, 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 the truth uh, will show you the difference between the righteous and the religious because the righteous will submit to the scriptures, but the religious will rebel against the truth. I need you to get this. I said the righteous will submit to the word and the religious will rebel against it. Come on here. They will not put up with sound teaching because see some people come on here don't want what is sound because it calls them out of sin. So they turn to mythos. They turn to fables. Come on here. And, and see, you know, this is what I've, I mean, I've heard some, I mean, some lies come across. And I'm telling you, know, the more outlandish it gets, the more some of us love it. Come on here. But is it the Bible? Is it what Jesus and the apostles taught? Is it according to the teachings of Jesus and the apostles' doctrine? That's what you got to ask yourself. Is what I'm hearing the Bible? Oh, come on here. I don't need some man-made beliefs. Is it the Bible? Come on. So, so he says this, they will turn away from the truth and they will turn unto myths. I need you to get this. So, so this is important. This would be characteristic of the last day. So, so, so he says this, Paul says them to Timothy and I'm in four and one and I'm going to close here. He says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing, preach the word. Come on here. What is the strategy for the church in this uh, uh, time of peril? 
How do we please the Lord in this time of peril? We must make a commitment. Watch this. The first command is to preach the word. Come on here. This is important here. We are to proclaim the scripture. When we proclaim the scriptures, sinners can be saved. When we proclaim the scripture, saints can be delivered. Come on here. The world needs there to be a proclamation of the word of God. Now this text right here knows no great difference between preaching and teaching because whatever you're doing you need to be amen soundly come on giving people the word of God so so this is it preach the word come on not he said and she said not your agenda not denominational biases preach the word come on him as the culture becomes more wicked we are called to declare God's word come on don't let the world's wickedness cause you to back away from God's word there are too many people talking about come on here that they gonna give you this strategy and give you that strategy come on here the strategy that we need is the scriptures come on here the strategies of men will never beat the strategy given by the holy scriptures of God see the holy scriptures of God are still sufficient come on here what are you preaching tonight pastor pastors preaching the sufficiency of scripture I need you to write this down the scriptures are still sufficient come on here I need somebody here that would grab this the saints of God must believe in the sufficiency of scripture there's a scripture to get you saved there's a scripture to get you healed there's a scripture to save your children there's a scripture to bless your house there's a scripture to come on here change your life let me tell you here that the scriptures I need you to get this will thoroughly furnish you 2 Timothy 3 and 17 come on here it will thoroughly furnish you to every good work everything you need the scriptures are sufficient for it I need somebody to grab that right there somebody holler I believe in the sufficiency of scripture come on here I believe the word of God is still enough to transform an unchanged life I believe the word of God is still enough to heal a sick body. I believe the word of God is still enough to break chains from a bound life. Somebody give him praise. Somebody give him honor. Somebody give him glory. The primary function of the church is to preach the word. Come on here. The primary, primary function of the fivefold ministry is to preach the word. You better get this here. Everything you do ought to be grounded in the word of the Lord. If you're one of the people of God, you ought to be grounded in the word of God. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. Watch this because biblical preaching is a primary function of God's church. Biblical preaching is a primary function of God's church. Let me say that. Biblical preaching is a primary function of God's church. Sure, I know the church does many things, but the primary ministry of the church of the living God is to preach the word. Proclaim 
bring the gospel to the sinners. Teach the Bible to the saints. Somebody hear what I'm saying. One of the biggest gifts that we can ever give is the gospel. People need the word. The world is hungry for the living bread. Lift the Savior up for them to see. Trust in him and do not doubt the words that he said. I'll draw, I'll draw all men unto me. Come on here. Prophetic, prophetic people really need the word. Come on here. People need the word. The word can rescue a wandering soul. The world can free someone from the grips of the wicked water. The world can deliver a lost soul and give it a winning life. Somebody praise him for the word of God. The scriptures are still sufficient. The Bible is still enough. This is it. And I'm done. God says this to them. He says, I want you to preach the word. But then look at what he says in verse 1. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead and his appearing. He says this to Timothy. He said, he says this, I, I am charging you to preach the word. And look at what he said. God is watching you. God's watching you. You're going to give an account to God for what you did with your assignment. Come on. See, this is why I ain't overly concerned about who think what. Come on here, because I read verse 1. He said that God and the Lord Jesus Christ shall judge the quick and the dead, the living and the dead, and his appearing and his kingdom. And so I've got to make sure when I stand before the Lord, I've done what pleased him. Come on here, that I please the Lord in perilous times by being, being one of the mouthpieces that continue to declare the scripture. Come on here, and I know I'm not the only one. God's got men and women out there who are standing on his word who are declaring the holy scripture well let me tell you don't quit because one day we will give an account for what we do with our assignment I know my soul is saved but I want my works to be approved I need somebody to get this I said my soul is already saved but I want my works to be approved because your works will determine your rewards in heaven come on here I wish I had somebody go back and read read your bibles first first corinthians chapter 3 and start around verse 10 your works will determine your reward in heaven your works can't save you come on here but they will determine your rewards the only thing that can save you is jesus christ ah come on here that's why the bible said blessed are the dead that die in the lord henceforth saith the spirit they shall rest from their labor and their works do follow them watch that now notice that the works don't go before you but they come behind you because who's before you is the savior your works can't get you into heaven but the savior can but guess what your works when you get in you want to have some good works to follow you in there come on here because one day you shall be rewarded for your stewardship somebody give him praise right there preach the word
preach it in season preach it out of season preach it when they say it's a good time preach it when they say it wasn't a good time this is it preach the bible come on my task is to preach the word come on here I am to preach it even if you ignore it I am to preach it even if you don't like it. I'm to preach it if you foul your nails. I'm to preach it if you write not your bills in church. I'm to preach it even if you don't live by it. My task as the preacher of the gospel is to preach the word knowing quite well that one day I will give an account for my assignment. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Well, this is it. What is the substance of preaching? The preaching, the substance of preaching ought to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on here. We ought to be preaching the Lord Jesus. Come on here. We ought to be preaching from the Bible. Come on here. The, the, the Bible should be the, the basis for our content. Come on here. We're preaching messages that are grounded in the word of God. Only God's word grows saints. Saints can't grow feeding them garbage. We need the word of God to rightly to be divided to literally cut the word of God straight. Our preaching ought to be biblical. Come on here. It ought to be what the Bible teaches. We are New Testament believers and we need the Bible. I said we are New Testament believers and we need the Bible. It will genuinely bless others' lives if you give it to them from the Bible. When we leave the Bible, we lead people to a bad place. Come on here. Come on. We should be preaching the Bible. The substance of your preaching should be from the Holy Scriptures. What should be the focus of your preaching? The focus of our preaching should be to proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. We seek to know nothing among you save Christ and him crucified. Come on here. When you preach Christ, you've got everything you need. Because in Jesus Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When you say Jesus, in his name is the Father. When you say Jesus the Holy Ghost comes to action because in Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead I need somebody to grab him right there we preach Jesus what should be the focus of our preaching we should be preaching Jesus we should seek to lift up Jesus because God's last and greatest revelation is in the person of Jesus Christ come on somebody better get this the Savior the tried stone the chief cornerstone, the anointed one, the chain breaker. See, real change only comes through Christ. I said real change only comes through Christ. Come on here, you can't skip by the Son of God and get the glory to fall. I said you can't skip by the Son of God and get the glory to fall. Stop saying you hungry for the glory and you won't lift up the Son of God. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, stop saying you hungry for the glory and you won't lift up the Son of God. Ain't no glory coming outside of the Son of God. Do you remember the Mount of Transfiguration? Out 
there on the mount of transfiguration the three greats of the Jewish nation met on one mountain Moses came with the dispensation of the law Elijah came with the prophetic administration and Jesus stood there he was transfigured come on here his clothes were white as snow I love this because when Jesus met on the mountain with Moses and Elijah the Bible says the glory cloud hovered over them Peter said let us build three tents but when the glory cloud came and Peter looked back Moses disappeared Elijah disappeared guess who remained Jesus only Jesus only Jesus only because Moses had a glory but it was a fading glory Elijah had a glory but it was a fading glory but there's only one glory that will not fade that's the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ the glory on Jesus is unfading glory somebody give him praise somebody give him glory somebody give him honor somebody give him adoration right there preach the word preach the word preach the word preach the word that's the mandate of the church go into all the world teach them what the Lord has commanded us the word of God will give you a winning life somebody put a praise on it somebody give him glory somebody give him honor reprove he says reprove tell them their wrongdoing rebuke show them their error irrespective of how they respond exhort encourage them walk alongside of them Come on here, this poses a problem, this exhort one for all of these untouchable preachers. Come on here, because he says you ought to be uh, like a paraclete. This same word exhort comes from the word that we use for paraclete, which is the Holy Ghost, to walk alongside people. Come on here, these titles should not make you untouchable. Come on here, the fivefold ministry is for the humble and not the hardy. Come on, because sometimes you're going to have to walk alongside people. Come on here. Sometimes y'all don't see me Sunday. I leave here, amen, praise God. And sometimes I don't get home some evenings, amen, praise God, until night. Some of those times are spent laying on the altar with people, praying for people, meeting with people, trying to help people get free. Come on. Stuff you don't see. Stuff that's not on Facebook Live. Come on here. Because you know what? The fivefold ministry needs humility, not haughtiness. Come on here. God can't use you if you walk with a big head. Come on. You got to humble yourself. And this is it. I'm done. Follow sound examples. Follow sound examples. Get up under people who can help you. Come on here. I know there's a whole lot of new stuff going on out here and you want to get you some, but you better make sure you're grounded. Come on here. As this stuff is going on, those of you listening to me, you ought not be caught up in a lot of mess. Come on, because you know the truth. You know the way. And I'm here to tell you, you can't put a price tag on the proclamation of the gospel. Watch their fruit. If they're genuine worshipers, then they can't be committed to a wicked lifestyle. Come on here. I said if you are a genuine worshiper, you cannot be committed to a wicked lifestyle. 
Expect persecution. Yes, expect it. The godly will suffer persecution. It's in the text. Come on, this is not a call to self-indulgence. This is a call to self-denial. And lastly, this, stick with the Bible. If Jesus didn't say it, and the apostles didn't teach it, then you turn away from it. Stick to the Bible. Everything you hear, hold it against the word of God. And if it comes up short, it's too short. The grass will wither, the flowers will fade, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. At the end of days, God will not worry, be concerned rather about what he said and she said. God wants you to follow what the Bible said. Come on here. And if you go by the word of God, you can't go wrong. If you're weak, go where you can get some help. If you're wicked, you better stop. Because God wants people to be careful how they handle his prized possessions. We are the church and we are God's prized possession. I thank God for those of you who have joined me on this journey of pleasing God in perilous times. I know that what you're hearing, amen, is, can get to be tough, but I'm telling you, I only tell the people because I love the people. I love the people. And you know what? I don't want you to have a church career without knowing Christ. And you know what? I don't want you just to come here and not experience the delivering power of God. God is real. God is not a figment of your imagination. He can do real stuff for those who believe. And I want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm here to help you in any way that I can help you. Hallelujah. To experience Christ in a greater way. Amen. I really do want to see you deliver. And I don't want you to say that I was a part of the ministry where Damian Royal was the pastor. And you know, I could, I, he didn't tell her. No, I don't want you to say that. I don't want that charge against me. I want to give you that which will, which will bring you to a place of transformation. And only truth, the truth of God can do that. God bless you. Thank you for giving me this time. Please share this word of God with someone. Please share it. Those of you who have not heard this series, go back and listen to it. Amen. Because it will be a blessing to your life. Stick with the Bible. Stick with the word of the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, God's going to do some amazing things in your lives. I love you.